Hi, and thanks for tuning in to First Baptist Center's weekly sermon podcast. Our hope for this podcast is that you'll develop a closer relationship with Jesus and be inspired to share His love with others. We hope that today's message will give you the encouragement you need. Come join us. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Morning, good to see you today. It's mighty good singing today. Thank you. Thank you, uh, praise team, for leading us in that time of worship today. And yes, you are in for a treat today. I uh, I told somebody this morning, I said, man, one of our deacons, I said, well, you go hear some good preaching today. And he told me later, so I've been praying about that. And we've been <laughs> praying and and it's about time. That was his first answer. It's about time. And so you're going to hear some good preaching today. We're honored to have uh, Pastor Cedric Williams from Cedar Grove Baptist Church. His family's here with us uh, today also. Sister Darlene, his daughter Raven, also glad to have Cedar Grove Baptist Church with us today. So let's make them welcome. Amen. Amen. Welcome. We are glad for y'all to be here and worship with us. Amen. We are so honored for y'all to be here today. And uh, listen, some of you, how many of you, how many of you have never heard Brother Cedric preach? Never heard him? Listen, you got several here. Uh, I tell you, you're in for a treat. I've only heard him speak a couple different times. I think it was at maybe a Good Friday service one time. And then he also spoke to our football team in here. And both times it was like, wow. I mean, just God has blessed him and gifted him in just such a great way. And so... Uh, God is using him, and uh, so I know you're going to be blessed today. Let me say this. I'll forget, and Lance will kind of reiterate this later. But today at 5 o'clock, of course, our service tonight is at 6. Rest of the week, or through, excuse me, through Wednesday at 6 each night. But at 5 o'clock today, we're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to meet outside, out front, and have a time of prayer. And uh, we may be getting a mic change here real quick. Uh, but we're going to be praying uh, not only for revival, as first and foremost, but we're also praying about our plans for our building. We're kind of getting down to the final stages before we come back to the church, and so we want to pray about that as well today. And anything else God lays on our hearts today. Uh, but that's going to be uh, tonight, 5 o'clock. And so, uh, anyway, we're, we're getting batteries together. I tell you what, let's pray. And when, when in doubt, pray. Amen? Amen. But let's do that. Let's do that. Father, right here in this moment, Lord, we just ask that you would, Lord, just continue to move among us. And we are so thankful, Lord, thankful, Father, that we can gather here today as brothers and sisters in Christ. We're thankful, Father, this morning for uh, Pastor Cedric and his family, his church, Father, his ministry, your ministry, Lord, of how you're working through him and his church, Lord, in this community. And we just pray your blessings continually upon them. Father, and we're so thankful, Lord, today, Lord, uh, for your grace and your mercy. I'm thankful for that in my own life. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, today, right now, for Pastor Cedric, would you just anoint him with your spirit? Would you, Father, give him that unction of your spirit that as he preaches today, that it would go deep into our hearts this morning? And Father, may we have ears to hear, Lord, what you're saying. In Jesus, we pray. All God's people said amen. Amen. Listen, if you will, let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Cedric Williams this morning. Amen. Ha, 
Hallelujah. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord again and have an opportunity to, to speak a word on the behalf of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to encourage someone that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Something that I found out long ago is that it's not just a story that can be told, but it's life. Didn't always know who he was and didn't always knew, I knew about him, but I didn't always know who Jesus or who he is. What are you saying? You say, I was raised up in the church by Pastor Ben Bynum, Lola Bell Bynum. She would shout around the church and all I knew was going to church still didn't know Jesus now that I've grown old and Christ has called me out from the place that I was into his marvelous uh, presence and in his joy to being saved I know him for myself and you know it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about him now it doesn't matter whether anybody else says amen it doesn't matter what the occasion I know who he is the Bible says you ought to taste and see that he is good. You can't know him unless you taste him. And I don't know what he is to you, but he's good to me. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the source of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Give God a hand praise in this place. Amen. We're going to be preaching this morning, and I know I got all week, and, I, and I'm, I'm stuck with this thing. I'm so excited about being here. I want to kind of cram everything that I want to say in the whole week into one sermon. So y'all pray with me that I'll just be obedient to God and just speak what God says. And some folks say that sometimes preachers can be a little long and some are too short, but I, I believe that if we'll say all that God has for me to say and just a little bit of what I have to say, then we'll be right there on God's time and amen. And so we're going to be talking about this morning a familiar uh, uh, character in the Bible. We're going to be talking about the prophet Jonah. Uh, as we did this morning, it'll come with a little different flavor. Amen. It'll be warmed over. It'll be all right if it's warmed over a little bit. Amen. So if you would go with us in your Bibles to the book of Jonah, there is a passage of scripture in verse number one where it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah arose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Jonah, Joppa, and he found a ship going through, uh, to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it for to go, uh, to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now this morning we didn't incorporate, well we probably did incorporate this scripture. 
But I want to, you to uh, jot it down in your legend or, or on a piece of paper. I want to add this to our, our lesson this, this uh, uh, morning. It reads on, from Romans, the uh, 12th chapter, a very familiar passage of scripture. And it says in verse number one, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God I want to go on and read verse number three it says uh, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And we want to talk this morning as we go through uh, these scriptures, we want to talk about the revival of Jonah and the revival of Nineveh. In other words, we are in a revival. Is that not correct? We're in a revival this week. And the thing about revival, by definition, if it was never alive, it cannot be revived. Amen? If it, if it never was, then it's not revived, then it's created or it's started or it has a beginning. But because we are in revival, what we are talking to is we're not addressing our sermon this morning primarily to them that don't know who Jesus is. We're not talking to those necessarily, those who have no idea of what we're talking about, but the revival is directed to them who have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. The revival is directed to those who have felt like they have a relationship with Christ, whether you do or not, and have some sort of a, 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 of a standing and you call yourself a Christian. That's who we're talking to this morning. Don't look around. In case somebody thought you would think I'm talking about the person next to you, don't look around. If you think I'm talking about the person behind you, don't look back. If you think I'm speaking to somebody that's in front of you, don't. No, you need to look inward because I'm talking to you. Look at somebody and say, he's talking to you. A revival is designed to revive that which was once alive and is now dead. And so as we this story certainly all of us can relate to the fact that the Ninevites they were so evil they were cousins of Sodom and Gomorrah Sodom and Gomorrah was so evil that God sent an angel and said I'm going to go down and 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 destroy Sodom and, and, and Gomorrah because their evilness their sinful ways have come up before me I'm going down to kill them and then Abraham said hold up he said God you've been a good God as a matter of fact, I ain't been all my life. You know everything about me. I ain't all, I ain't been all that. I, I haven't been good all my life. If you could find maybe a hundred down there, you wouldn't kill them all just because if you could just find a hundred. Say, okay, if I can't find it. And then he worked his way on down. You can read it there in the scripture in the book of Genesis. Until the only people that were, were going to be saved in the whole land of, of Sodom and Gomorrah was Lot and his family. 
So here we have the Ninevites. The Ninevites are similar to them. They're so evil. But how many know that God is a merciful God? I don't know who it was that prayed. And low down as they were down in Nineveh. I don't know who it was that was seeking God. I don't know who it was that was crying out. But God had mercy on Nineveh. So this Bible, this, this, this thing, is, I, know, I know it may sound like the fire and brimstone. But this message is about grace. I may get a little loud, but it's about grace. I may run and tear a little bit. I may even hum a little bit, but it's all about grace. Because God saw fit to send them an angel. God saw fit to send Jonah, one of his most trusted uh, servants, say, say, go down and tell them, you got 40 days. If you don't get it right, I'm going to destroy. And Jonah knew what God would do. How many know that if you had a relationship with God, you know the nature of God and you know what he'll do. I told you a little bit ago, there was a time when in my life when Big Mama told you that the Lord will make a way out of nowhere. I thought she was just talking. But when I got down in no way, anybody ever been down in no way? Big mama sang that he'll make a way out of no way. I didn't know what no way was. But when I got big enough to get out on my own, when the money ran out, I found out where no way was. When my buddies had left me, I found myself in no way. Y'all talk about the prodigal. The prodigal went to a far country. Now I know the name of the far country. The, the, the city was called no way. So he is. So go down in no way. Tell them they need to change. Jonah said, no way. He said, I ain't going no way. I'm going the other way. But how many know when God wants you to come out of no way, he, you can't go no other way. They used to sing a song that his ways are so high, you can't get over it. It's so low, you can't go around it. It's so wide, you can't get around it. But you must come in at the door. When God calls your name, you got to move. To go down to no way. Tell them they got to change. Went the other way, got on the ship, the ship began to shake <laughs> He said, somebody need to call on that God. There's a lot of, oh God, I'm When you go in the other way, there's a whole lot of gods on the other. Oh, y'all, oh my. I just came in. There are a whole lot of gods on the other way. On the other way, you got the drugs of intoxicating. You can call on whatever God you got. When your heart is heavy, you can call. You can call on your God of, 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 of Jack Daniel. Jack, come help me. Perhaps you don't like Jack, and maybe you feel like Jack won't fulfill all your needs. Then you can call Coco. Coco, come help me. And if and if Coco want to help you, then you can call Crackhead. Crack, come help me. And so there's all these things uh, that you can find on your way to no way and you can use and you can try, but they want to help you get out of no way. So they begin to call on their God. They begin to call their God. And, okay, we're going to die. We're going to lose. We're going to lose our life. And I heard somebody say, well, everybody's praying. Everybody's calling out on their God and nobody's showing up. And then they say, what's wrong with that fool down there in the ship? Wake him up. He said, don't you know we're about to go, we're about to lose our life. Don't you know that we're all about to perish? You need to call on your God. As a matter of fact, where are you from? He said, I'm a Hebrew. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm minding my business. I'm paraphrasing that, Pastor. 
I, I just want to go the other way. <laughs> I ain't really interested in trying to call on God. Matter of fact, I don't even want to talk to God. God probably mad at me, don't want to talk to me. I don't even know if he's going to hear me. I ain't no need me calling him out. But I know what the problem is. It's my God. Don't you know that my God, he controls the wind? Don't you know that my God, he controls the water? Don't you know that my God controls everything? And if I call on God, he will respond. Oh God, he will respond. But he said, I know that God, God is a gracious God, but, but God is a mean God sometimes. As a matter of fact, he told me to go down and tell some mean folk that they need to stop being mean or I'm going to come and chastise them. I'm going to come and destroy them. And so, but I don't even want them to be changed. And so I'm on my way to the other way. But if you want, only thing you can do, I'm not going to call my God, just throw me. Oh God. Throw me overboard. No need in calling on the no way God. Threw him overboard. How many know God's got a way? <laughs> he controlled the fish. Fish going about his business swimming. <laughs> God said, fish. I got an assignment. He said, I'm hungry. I don't want food. <laughs> food with them folks. I don't even like them. They ain't even, my, they ain't even got my flavor. <laughs> We're going to work with this thing, Tony. <laughs> ain't even my flavor. I don't, I don't, I don't even really fool with them. I don't eat them. He said, but I got an assignment. I need you to get this one right here. I need you to just hold them and just taste them for a while. The Bible said they threw him over. And when he threw over, God had prepared a fish. The fish ate him up and he found himself down in the belly. We call it a well. I don't know what the Bible said, a fish. <laughs> I got some here. <laughs> A hungry fish. Y'all help me. Y'all give him a hand for that. I don't mind a little help in here. So the hungry fish gobbled him up. He found himself in the belly. But after a while, he got to thinking about it. He's concerned. He said, I'm still here. Can y'all imagine? I can imagine. He down here in his fish. He woke up. Where am I? Stuff all over his head. He said, this must be what hell is like. Like I asked for it. On the other way. Day two. I'm still here. I want it to be over, Lord. I know you told me to go. I just want to end my life. I want to end it all. He's still down there. Still down in the... <laughs> Day three. He said, I'm still in this place that I don't feel comfortable in. It seems like God is satisfied to keep me here. And then he began to call on the Lord. 
But the problem is, I know that you're powerful, but I'm now, I was on my way to the other way, but now I find myself in no way. And even though I'm in a situation that I don't see no way out, I'm going to call on God. Anybody ever been in a situation where you couldn't see no way out? Your folk done gave up on you. Your friends done gave up you. Your money run out. Your job done played out. You find yourself in no way. And so all you've got to do is just, you kind of like that woman down in Zarephath. She had used all the resources that she had. And she said, I'm going to prepare these two sticks uh, and prepare this little meal and make a cake and die. So here they are. Jonah down there and he cried out to the Lord. Say, Lord, you win. Whatever you want me to do, I, I don't know how you're going to get me out of this fish. This hungry fish. But you put the fish here. Oh God. Listen, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. One thing that one reason why we have trials, one reason why sometimes we're backed up against the wall, one reason why God sometimes puts stumbling blocks in your way is so that when you come through, when you come out of the darkness and now you have been delivered so that you can look back and know that God. Somebody asked the question, is it anything too hard for God? Well, the reason I know ain't nothing too hard because he done took me out of Rexy. He done took me off of drugs. He done took me out of my current situation. And so now, as I look down the road, I understand that God loves me in spite of what other folks think about me, in spite of what other folks feel about me. I know that God is on my side because I called on him when I really didn't know who he was. I didn't really know he was going to show up. But in spite of my wickedness, he showed up you can't tell me so he's in the ship the whale and the fish called hunger threw him up got down to the wicked city and it was all Jonah thought it was but how many know that I don't care how wicked it is it's just right for God you can't out drink the power of God. You can't get so low beneath the power. You can't get too high for the power of God. God knows all about you. He knows about the drug that you think that are, that, that giving you your temporary fix to your situation. He knows all about it. So here he is, he's going through the city, this wicked city, and he's looking at it, and he said, okay, I'm going to preach, and he began to preach. I don't know what his sermon was, but as he began to preach, the people began to believe this foolishness called preaching. As he began to preach, the people began to change, and the word got around to the king. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, brother, I'm imagining when the people begin to change, they begin to hear the preaching of Jonah. Then the nightclub shut down. King said, don't they know it's Saturday night? 
What's wrong with the music coming from the nightclub? Then it looked all along as it began to go. We went down to the, to the whole house. And the harlots and those whole mongers, they began to go back home and begin to change. They said, what's going on? He said, the drunkards and the liars and the backbiters, they're beginning to change their way. And the word got to the king. He said, why is the, the juke joint shut down? Well, the man of God had come and told us that we need to change our wicked ways. Because if we don't change, then trouble's on the way. Well, the king believed. And then he put it out an article, hallelujah, in the post. <laughs> he didn't put it in the herald, but he put it in the post when it was free. Because he knew some of y'all were just like me. You too cheap to pay for it now. But when it was free, you got two or three. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. And you can get it in the post. So he put it in the post telling folk that you need to change your way. You need to stop eating. Everybody need to get God's attention. I want you to fast. I don't want you to feed your dog. I don't want you to feed the cat or the animal, the horse or the cow. I need you to go into a fast to let God know. Put some ashes on your head to let God really understand. Humble yourself before the Lord and see if God will change his plan to destroy this place. And the Bible says that when they begin to repent, that God begin to change his ways. That he repented of what he was going to do. And he saved Nineveh alive. That's the first part of the revival. But how many know mama got saved daddy did some thing that you did but he finally got saved but now it's your turn now that Nineveh has changed their ways we've got Jonah to deal with Jonah has a high hearted mind he feels like he's above the rest he feels like he's not guilty of anything I always go to church I always do the right thing I look down on folk that don't do what the Bible told me to do. But how many know that we all have sin and come short of the glory of God? I don't care if you're the deacon. You sin and come short. I don't care if you're Pastor Williams and you preach all over the world. You still have sin and come short. I don't care if you're good at looking at Pastor Eddie Nation. I don't care if you're eloquent and smooth walking and smooth talking. I don't care how much folks have been or will go to bat for you. We all have sin and come short of the glory of God. I told them this morning if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you feel like I'm not talking to you well you're missing the whole message of it. Here we've got Jonah with his self-righteous self feel like everybody else is guilty of sin and punishment but he could not see himself found himself outside the city looking back on those evil people that God has spared their life and he's mad he's anguished he's upset how could God 
save these folks that have done us wrong how could God save these people who are low down and won't do right but how many know it's not up to you oh Lord, I'm so glad that your money came for salvation I'm so glad that your my popular that your popularity came by your salvation I don't care how well you play on the guitar you can't play your guitar into heaven I don't care how well you sing on the mic jump around and turn around you can't sing your way into heaven but you must humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and it makes no difference who you are black folk white folk men women boys and girls God loves you no matter what you've done no matter what the situation God is wanting he desires to turn your life around God wanted to revive Jonah because of his high-mindedness I want you to know that no matter who you are God wants to save you the Bible say as we get ready to close that Jesus was getting ready to wind down Jesus tried to tell the Pharisees to come off your high horse you think you're a little bit higher than you are he said when you pay your tithe you tinker with the bell say here I am I got it here I am come get it and so people will lift you up but how many know that God said if I be lifted up then I will draw me unto me that's the Jesus I serve that's the power of the living God well he talked to them and tried to explain to them the nature of God many times we look at other folks and the thing they've done but I'm reminded that Jesus he went by a well one day I'm trying to close it down went by a well one day and he saw a lady I need some help in here let me get some help come here young sister you just made the sermon which one of y'all to pray there you go you were moving come on come on come on come on y'all give her a hand Jesus Go by the whale, by the whale, over there in no way. She's over there in no way. And Jesus happened by. He said, hey, pretty lady, could I get a little water? She said, well, you're standing there. Matter of fact, you don't look like me. You're not where I'm from. How is it that you're asking me for a glass of water? He said, if you knew who I was and what I had in my pocket, you would have asked me and I would have given you no water that you wouldn't have to come down here in the heat of the day drawing water from this well. He began to tell her about herself. So much so she went back to town, going back to town. Y'all give her a hand as she go back to town. She's on purpose went around the way 
to see a roundaway girl who had sin in her life and told her that God, oh Lord, he's able to revive you. She went and told somebody about the goodness of the Lord so much to the whole first Baptist. Come down to see that man sitting by a well. And when they heard him preach, they said, we believe what the woman said, but now we've heard it for ourselves. We're going to change our way. We're going to be saved. What are you saying? We all need revival. We all and get revival. Thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at fbc-center.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. We hope you have a great week, and God bless. Thank you.